How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Last night there was also big racing at uh, Melton. Eight Group 1s to be exact. And uh, joining us on the line is a big harness racing man. Uh, loves getting down to to Melton and uh, he joins us on the SEN Airwaves for the overnight crowd tonight. Good morning to you, Vince Lochasano. How are you, mate? Oh, good morning, Paul, and thanks for having me on today. Not a pro- not a problem at all. You were you were down there at uh, at Melton last night. Uh, tell us oh, tell us indeed. what tell us what went down uh, at the harness track. It was uh, I think you said it was the uh, was it an Emma Stewart show? I think you were saying. <laughs> Yes, the all-conquering Emma Stewart stable really did, um, I guess, take the cake there tonight. Um, there were a number of Group 1 races uh, and, in fact, a couple of Group 2 races as well that were run there tonight, and um, they got most of the spoils, that's for sure. But um, there was some fantastic racing all the same and um, probably headlined uh, by, interestingly, probably a Group 2 race uh, where we saw the return of uh, the, the clash of the, the fillies, the four-year-old mares now, ladies in red and tough Tilly. And um, ladies in red uh, started a, well, a red-hot odds-on favourite and uh, duly saluted despite racing in the death seat for most of that race and um, just showed her class in the end. Yeah, she was. I'm just looking at the flux here. Is this right? A dollar sixty-five into a dollar eighteen. Yep, that's a huge go. Yep, that's massive. Yeah, it was a huge <laughs> go. You could have got you could have got close to two dollars on ladies in red Ow. on fixed odds uh, earlier in the week, but um, even today you could have got a dollar fifty odd. Um, but it shortened right into uh, even under a dollar twenty before they uh, before they went. So um, yeah, lot, lots of money obviously piled on to ladies in red today. I guess Tuff Tilly had the better of the draws, but Ladies in Red did draw the front row. Uh, Tuff Tilly has beaten Ladies in Red on three occasions before, but you'll find that uh, that's when Ladies in Red was um, handicapped by a second row draw, mm-hmm. and uh, Tuff Tilly would have had a front row draw in those uh, in those races. So. Um, as we know in harness racing, the draws can really make the difference. They can, yeah, they're uh, they're massive as well. Uh, Michael, you, Tuckley did yeah. get the lead from gate two, and mm-hmm. Ladies in Red set outside of her and um, just showed her class in the end. Absolutely pulled clear in the end, and um, it was a pretty obvious Quinella. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, the, the favourite getting the job done there. But uh, Michael off the text line saying that uh, in the second last race at Melton, uh, an emerging superstar. Broke the track yep. record, Captain Ravishing, yep. and that—that that was the I race was, that I was, I was about to mention. That one too. The I was keeping Colton an eye on that Gelding one. Mm. Yep, the three-year-old Colton Golding final. That was another big result, and uh, again, an Emma Stewart trained horse, um, which you know, oh, it's a star of the future, no doubt. In fact, it broke the track record tonight. Uh, mile rated one fifty-one point one, which is just sizzling, and. Um, this horse just pulled away from, from the opposition and down the back straight and nothing was going to catch it. And um, I think 27.3 seconds in the third quarter, 27.8 for the final 400 metres. And, um, yeah, that broke the track record by 0.3 of a second over the uh, 2,240 metres. Yeah, there we go. So Captain Ravishing, uh, a dollar four favourite. Black book. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, um, we'll put, put that in the black book. Uh, now, just to explain that mile rate of 151, how does that compare to... So, so what would usually be the average mile rate at Malton for a race like that? Uh, most, most... Well, I mean, if you're talking about most average races mm-hmm. um, competed for by, you know, run-of-the-mill average horses, um, they normally mile rate somewhere... Um, anything less than two two minutes is pretty slow, but one fifty one point one is just amazing. So um, he, uh, you know, he left them in his wake, and um, yeah, the connections of that horse would have been delighted after that. That's for sure. So big group one victory for the three year olds. Love it. Uh, what uh, any other updates and horses to to follow from uh, from the cart at Melton? I mean, eight Group Ones. Yeah. It seemed a very very big night. There was a two year old winner uh, in the Group One Phillies Major Delight, uh, and also yeah. the Locomotive as well. Talk us through those. Yep. Um, well, uh, just going back to race two. In fact, uh, that was the first of the Emma Stewart horses to win tonight, and it wasn't even the favourite. The favourite was uh, Rockin' with Attitude, which came mm-hmm. second. It was a huge run. It had been taken on by um, by a New Zealand horse who came over to compete for this race, and it was really uh, on for young and old very early in that race. And um, young Jaden burned up a bit of petrol. And uh, Susan is her name from Gate Ten. Eventually came around them, and um, and uh, had the better of rocking with attitude down the home straight, and won as a second favourite, even though it paid two dollars. 80 and a dollar 30. Rockin' with Attitude was marginally the favourite in that race. But that was the first of the Emma Stewart horses to win there tonight. Um, race three, then you've got the Locomotive. That was a very impressive performance. That was a, a race not won by Emma Stewart. <laughs> this was um, a Wayne Potter trained horse driven by Nathan Jack. Brilliantly, in fact, he um, made a move um, halfway into the race where he decided to. Uh, leave his position and take the lead. And once he got the lead, it was basically race over. And he won it even money, $2 for the win, $1.40 for the place. Never looked like losing once he got the lead. Um, race four was another one of those that you just mentioned, major delight, never looked like losing, drew the pole. This horse has never been beaten. And uh, in eight starts, and it's won as a good thing should at a dollar four and a dollar four. So you're not going to get too much for your bet, but nevertheless, it won as a dollar four favourite should. Um, a little bit of nervousness towards the end. Uh, tempting Tigress almost almost uh, pulled out from behind it, and um, uh, some stages we thought it might actually run it down, but Major Delight showed its class, and um, and she won. Um, in the end, reasonably comfortably, but uh, you wouldn't want to have that race over again. No. Uh, what? Any other? What certainly other? Not a, certainly not at a dollar four. That's no, sure. no, no. I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, what other horses are we looking at in this car? Because you, you were saying that we've got um, this Inter Dominion series, which is which is only just round the corner for those who love and, and follow the harness racing. Yeah. Well, there's probably um, nothing much that went around tonight that would be in the Inter-Dominions because this was all about the two-year-olds, the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds tonight. Um, there might be a few four-year-olds that, uh, you know, would be contenders for the for the heats of the Inter-Dominion, but I, I, I think probably only the last race of the night, in fact, the, um, the Breeders' Crown four-year-old Entires and Geldings race, which was only a six-horse field, one again by an Emma Stewart trained horse called Act Now, which is a really classy conveyance, and uh, it won at a dollar thirty and a dollar four. It took the lead, 
immediately after the start and was never headed, uh, never looked like losing. So maybe Act Now might be a, uh, a horse that could compete in the Inter-Dominions. But other than that, it was all about uh, the younger horses tonight. Um, by the way, just going back to race one, which we didn't even talk about, the mm-hmm. three-year-old Phillies final for the Trotters. And that was a bit of an upset. One by a... Uh, well, you could have got $21 on fixed odds, but uh, it started $15.60 on the tote. Uh, trained by Anton Galino, a bit of a trotter's uh, specialist as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he had three horses in the race, and this was the third of his horses of um, in, the, in the betting. The first, <laughs> of course it was. The first <laughs> he had in the betting didn't, didn't even uh, run a place. But um, number five, Egret, driven by Lee Sutton, and wasn't he pretty happy about winning when he... Uh, saluted over the line, but uh, as you would, as the punters would have, if they had a backed it, $15.60 and two forty was the longest priced winner of the night. There we go, 34's in as well, uh, so someone yeah, someone... So it was a bit of a, a, a go on that horse towards, uh, towards uh, start time. Someone definitely found it. Uh, just give us a little bit of an update on this Inter-Dominion. When, uh, when are they running? Uh, what are the races yeah. to look out for and what, what's coming up in, in harness racing in the, in the not-too-distant future? Yep. Well, the um, first of the Inter-Dominion heats is, in fact, next Saturday night, Paul. And uh, as they're uh, uh, scheduled for some of the country tracks around Victoria, which I think is a great thing, uh, the final, of course, being at Melton on Saturday the 10th of December. But the first of the heats is on this coming Saturday the 26th of November, and that's going to be run at Ballarat which is a terrific track and a very well-run club. It's a great night out there if anyone's um, uh, wanting to head out to Ballarat for a great night. So um, the Inter-Dominion heats will start there. And then the following Tuesday, three days later, uh, they have another round of heats at Shepparton. Uh, That's another great club and a very good track. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the following Saturday night, it'll be the the third of the heats at Geelong. And then they'll have a week off uh, once they determine who the who the horses are that are going to be competing in the final. And then that final will be, uh, as I said, on uh, Saturday the 10th of December. So the heats are on the 26th of November, the 29th of November, which is a Tuesday night in Shepparton, the Saturday night at uh, Geelong, Saturday the 3rd of December, and then the following Saturday the 10th at Melton for the final. So there's going to be... Um, Horses basically coming together from around the country um, in some parts of, uh, especially the eastern states, mm-hmm. going to be competing for uh, for the Inter-Dominion. And you would think a couple of the New Zealanders might come across as well. Yes, there'll definitely of be course, some music. we New saw Ze- the running of the New Zealand Trotting Cup uh, last week at, uh, at Addington. Yes, was one, by, was, um, was one by the favourite, I think, from off the top of my head? Yes, copy that. We yes. could come to yes. Australia and... Yep. Not exactly covered itself in glory, but uh, was was very competitive in a lot of the uh, big races that it competed in here and also up in Brisbane uh, at Albion Park. But um, it seems to grow another leg over in New Zealand. And, uh, in fact, it won its second consecutive New Zealand Trotting Cup. I don't know why they call it New Zealand Trotting Cup because it's a Pacers race, but <laughs> well, maybe they should maybe they should get with it and start calling it the New Zealand Pacers Cup. We'll send out we'll send out a, a memo because they think it's for trotters, but it's actually for Pacers. We'll, we'll send out a memo to Harness Racing uh, New Zealand, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, but very well driven by Blair Orange. Um, probably 
uh, the best freelance driver in New Zealand, uh, in my humble opinion anyway. And, um, yeah, the trainer was Ray Green and uh, copy that, won its second consecutive New Zealand Cup. So uh, hopefully we see it come across and compete with the Inter- for the Inter-Dominion, but I'm not sure whether it will. We'll, see, we'll soon see when the nominations come out on uh, Tuesday. Yes, definitely. Uh, just before we let you go, Vitz, what, uh, the Inter-Dominion, just so people know, what, what's that worth prize money-wise? Because it's, it's one of, if not the, the biggest biggest harness race uh, on Australian soil. It is indeed, but it, it, interestingly, it's not, uh, it doesn't actually have the highest prize tag. So it's a little bit like nowadays uh, in the thoroughbred field, you've got the Melbourne Cup. Uh, it's still you know, considered the, the biggest and best race to win in, in Australia, but with the uh, with the advent of the uh, the Everest and, mm-hmm. and races like that, it's no longer the, the biggest prize money race. But uh, the Indian is still worth half a million dollars mm-hmm. um, in prize money. Uh, although you'll find that uh, races like the Miracle Mile up at Menangle every year in Sydney um, carry a lot more prize money, around a million dollars. So. Um, Yes, it's not always uh, it's not always going to have the biggest prize money, even though it's got the most prestige attached to it. Okay, there we go, uh, Vince Lochasano with a, a big harness racing update. Uh, hopefully, you can hopefully you can find some winners over the next couple of weeks, mate. Well, That'd be nice. Well, if you're on if you're on during the week before next Saturday night, uh, first round of heats, we might be able to come on and um, give our, our listeners a. Uh, a few tips for the uh, uh, for the Inter Dominion finals. If you right. I'll try. I'll try and sneak you in. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Love it. No worries, Vince. Uh, thanks for thanks for buzzing in and uh, have a have a great morning, great weekend, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be you'll be keeping tabs on the World Cup Socceroos style. I'm assuming. Oh, definitely. I'm, um, I'm I'm all over most of the sports at this this, this time of the year. We're Love very it. absolutely spoiled for choice. We I mean, are. <laughs> uh, the golf is uh, you know fantastic at the moment. I've been following the. Um, the men's and ladies golf at the moment. The uh, the big tour championships are on for both um, men and women this weekend. Um, the women's tour championship in Florida is absolutely sensational tournament. And uh, you know Lydia Ko from New Zealand is probably the, the most uh, impressive player I've ever seen play female or women's yeah, golf. She's, uh, um, she's leading. She's leading that LPGA event by I think five shots. Yeah. I think she thought she shot a six under par. Is that right? Yeah. In round two, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, she's um, she's. I think she shot seven under par to lead after the first round, and then she shot another six under par, and she's leading the next uh, closest player by I think five shots. Five shots, so, that's correct. Yeah, um, she's a very impressive golfer. Uh, she'll she'll get some competition in the third and fourth round. Don't worry about that. But uh, you'd have to favour her to go on from here. Um, and the men's over in. Um, over in Dubai is a, a brilliant tournament, and uh, I noticed that John Rahm has hit the lead there. He's a fantastic golfer, the Spaniard. Is he still uh, world number one? World number one. He is. Is he yeah, former or still number one? Former. Now you'll find that. Um, uh, in fact, this will probably determine who is going to be world number one after this mm-hmm. particular tournament. So, Rory McIlroy is right up there in the top four. Um, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick as well, so they're all got chances to to finish, you know, world number one and and come out with huge amount of prize money after this particular tournament. I mean, there's something like eighteen million dollars up for grabs. 
Yeah, big big money. What about this? Um, I'm just looking at the. I'm looking at the top. Uh, the top top uh, golfers at the moment uh, now. I think Cam yep. Smith's up there. Rory McIlroy number one. Scotty Scheffler number two. Cam Smith is up there yep. as well. Yep. Uh, I think John Ramrack number five and Patrick Cantlay as well at uh, at yep. number four. So very competitive. What have you made of this? Uh, LIV golf uh, yeah. tournament with uh, live, Greg Norman. Live golf, yeah. yeah. Do you know why? Do, by the way, do you know why it's called Live Golf? I wouldn't have the faintest, but enlighten me. Okay. Well, the Live Golf tournaments are all competed for over three days instead of the traditional four days. Right. And they don't have a cut. So um... in the traditional tournaments, you've got two rounds on the Thursday and the Friday, and then they cut it down to the top. For example, say sixty-five or seventy yep. players. Yep. Um, plus whoever's finished, you know, it might be tied. You might end up having seventy-five players go through if they're all on the same score. Um, so where the cut-off line is, that's they're the only players who get that that particular score or better who continue to play on the weekend. The others get cut off uh, for the Saturday and Sunday. Whereas with live golf. They have only three rounds, and all of the players play all three rounds. Okay. And because it's only right. three rounds, that means it's 54 holes. So in Roman numerals, uh-huh. L, yes. I, and V is 54. L go. being 50, and one before the V means one um, one less than five, because V V means five. So that means 54. There we go. So I... There's your letters, if you didn't just... There you go. You learn something new every day. Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, yeah, um, but huge... look, as a concept, to answer your question, I, look, I think, like a lot of people have said uh, in the media, that this will become something quite big, and and I see it as almost like what Kerry Packer did with cricket. Some yes, great comparison. You know, 40, mm. 45 years ago, uh, it's designed to make it more. Um, uh, spectator friendly. It's louder, as they say. It's golf, but louder. Uh, it's a bit more razzmatazz. There's um, there's also a team oriented um, setup. So mm-hmm. you're not just playing for yourself. You're playing for your team. So Cameron Smith has decided to go over to the Live Golf Tour. Uh, I think he might have been lured over there by something in the order of 140 million Australian dollars yeah, just tough, to join. Tough to say no to that. Um, yeah, and he's already won a tournament, so that was they popped in another eight, eight or ten million in his bank account. So um, good luck to him. And, and, and look, a lot of people have criticised him. I don't at all. I think he's just doing what he thinks is best for himself and his career and his family. And good luck to him. He's a brilliant, brilliant golfer, and he has done himself and our country proud this year in winning one of the biggest tournaments in the United States back in March called the Players Championship regarded as the fifth major by a lot of people mm-hmm. outside of the uh, the four majors. And um, and also one, of course, the, the, the sensational 150th Open Championship known as the British Open uh, at St Andrews, the home of golf. And um, his back nine was absolutely sensational. I think he scored six under for the back nine and, and stormed home to win by one shot and um, it was just scintillating golf to watch and um, I think Cameron Smith's going to become one of the best oh, golfers ever in Australian you, have, history. Have the you ever seen... He's still, only, he's still only 29. Yeah, I know. Have you ever seen a better putter? Oh, no. Incredible. No, I have oh. not seen a better putter than Cameron Smith. Just, he is, oh. He's got ice in his veins. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, and, and how he escaped, I don't know if you remember watching the Open Championship, but how he after after getting into the notorious 
um, road hole, the 17th at uh, St Andrews into the bunker, which has claimed that many victims, he managed to make a par. That that particular hole won him the tournament, in my view. Apart from all the birdies he scored, mm. scoring par after finishing in the bunker was an unbelievable result. How he uh, got out of that and uh, putted for par, an- another ice-cold putt for par, and he got it in. And it's often those par putts that win you at the tournaments, exactly not necessarily right. the birdies. Exactly right. But anyway, look, um, it's an exciting concept, Live Golf. I love it. I think it's got a huge future. They've managed to attract a lot of the world's best players, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, um, Bryson DeChambeau, just to name a few, uh, Sergio Garcia, you know, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, all of these household names in the golf uh, in the golf scene, which mm. anyone who follows golf would know exactly who I'm talking about, they've all gone across. And um, Cameron was joined by uh, Mark Leishman, and uh, there's another couple of Aussies in there, and they form a team. They're called Punch. Uh-huh. They call themselves the the Punch Golf Club. And <laughs> uh, Cameron is the captain of it, and you've got Mark Leishman, uh, Wade Ormsby, and um, Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. They're the four. They're the four Australians that make up that team. It doesn't have to be made up of people from your own country, but that one just happens to be all Aussies. So um, yeah, it's Spoiled. a very good concept. And uh, if you do watch it you'll get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of entertainment out of it. The, the quality of golf is just out of this world. I hope that one day the, the PGA Tour uh, in America can find a way uh, to accept the existence of this um, of this breakaway tour because um, what, they, what they're wanting to do is to bring golf to all parts of the world mm. rather than it just have it dominated over in the US all year. Yeah. Um, so they're going to actually... They've just announced last week that they're going to have a tournament in Adelaide next year, in April. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a live golf tournament in Adelaide at the Grange Golf Club. So I think that's going to be fantastic. I think it's, um, from memory, it's April, around about the middle of April. It might be 16 through to 18, something like that, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that's a couple of weeks after... Easter, I think you'll find. Yeah, super stuff. Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, you can uh, look it up. Great concept. It's, um, yeah, I mean, from from yeah. a from a, from an exposure point of view and a prize money point of view, you can't begrudge. I know there's obviously there's there's things going yeah. on in the background with it, and you know that that's all going to play out, of course. Well, what, but, it, uh, what it does is that if a golfer's not particularly playing all that well on one particular day, it doesn't mean that he's just got to drop away and do yeah. nothing like like, this, yeah. like happens in some of these other tournaments. <laughs> um, it's a little bit like the traditional golf tournament over four days, you know, 150 players. It all ends up coming down to the last three or four groups on a Sunday, you know, and all the rest really don't matter too much. In this particular concept, every player can still have an impact. Even if they don't win on an individual level, they can still help their team get across the line because they've got these different incentives for the team to win a lot of money. So you can still win millions playing as part of your four-man team, yeah, and exactly. um, and a lot of them have, in fact, done that already. Spot on. Um, yeah, so so it actually keeps every player fully engaged for the full three days because they can actually, even if they've had a rotten round, the, the you know the previous day, they can actually play well the following day and have an impact and win themselves money the following day. So. Great concept, really exciting to watch. Okay, there we go. Uh, just so before this, I think, this it's, all... I think it's the, the 
but we had the World Series cricket take over in the late 70s. Same I reckon thing. this will be like mm. golf series cricket. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry, uh, World Series golf, I should say. <laughs> maybe, they can, maybe we can get some different coloured gerties or different coloured polos going on for teams and stuff. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, Vince, well, well, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, mate, I, I can absolutely. see that happening, that maybe with, these, with all of these different teams that are... Um, uh, have been compiled, and they've got some interesting names like uh, the Four Aces. Like Dustin Johnson's the captain mm. of the Four Aces, and then you've got um, uh, I'm just trying to think of some of the names of these things. The the, um, uh, the Iron Heads, and you've got the um, the Cleeks and and the, the the Stingers, and and all these crazy sorts of names. But what I think uh, what I think could happen in future is that these players all go out with a certain uniform for that particular day. So it might be, you know, the um, uh, the Cameron Smith-led team might be all dressed in yellow or whatever, and Dustin Johnson's team's in red. So it might get down to that eventually. Yeah, you never know. Could very well. Uh, final one just before we let you go. I'll give you a minute to answer this. Uh, Ed, uh, he, he loves tweeting us here on the, on the overnight crowd. This is going back. We're just reverting back to Harness. He said, and this, this will jig your memory because I think you, you're yep. a good historian with all this stuff. He said, I attended two inter, inter dominions at the showgrounds. Minuteman and Bold David won them as usual wow, for a, that's said, going back a long time yeah, ago. <laughs> he said, as is usual for a Pies fan, my bets ran second. I was on Angelique and Bold. Law, and he said, yes, I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it's great in harness racing that they honour these horses that have won big races over the years. And you'll find that during the course of the uh, of, of the year, uh, you'll see that there's a Minuteman free-for-all and a Bold David free-for-all. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I can't remember when they're being uh, run, but um, a lot of these free-for-all races at Melton... Are, uh, are named in honour of champion horses of the past. Uh, you know, none none more so than horses such as Popular Arm and, um, of course, uh, Maori's Idol uh, for the Trotters and, uh, and, you know, other champion horses of the past as well. I could go and start naming a whole yeah. heap of them. But be here all night. I won't, I won't, I won't bore you, I won't bore you with that now, but yeah. <laughs> love it, Vince. Uh, mate, much but, appreciated. Uh, the showground, certainly. I'll tell yes. you one thing. I'd yes. love to see, I'd love to see, even if it's only once a year, uh, as they did in Adelaide, um, in fact, in the last two or three or four years, actually, I think, because back, um, back in the... They brought back the trots to a place called Wavell because back in um, back in the you know up until about the seventies the trots were run at the Wavell Showgrounds a little bit like our Melbourne Showgrounds uh, and they decided to bring a race meeting back to Wavell about five years ago and I went over for that and it was absolutely sensational so I don't know if they can do it over here but Maybe I reckon something it'd be a, the... a very nostalgic thing to do to bring one meeting a year and just have it for a bit of, even if it's just for a bit of fun to have um, harness racing back at the showground. Maybe, maybe something on the horizons. Uh, Vince, mate, uh, pleasure, pleasure uh, having you on, mate. It's uh, nice, nice to hear from you and uh, mate, uh, all the best. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll get to a break, but uh, keep keep tabs on those harness uh, on those harness races, and um, we'll chat next yep. week, eh? We'll try and get some winners. We'll do, mate. <laughs> Terrific. All the best. Great stuff. No worries. Here we go. Vince Vince Lochisano joining us, chatting all things harness racing, and we got into a bit of bit of golf chat as well, which was a little bit unexpected, but uh, like that, it was uh, that was good. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So. 
We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.